Hello and welcome to the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So remember to subscribe for free once you're done listening to this episode. That's for those of you who listen to it on the web browser. And please give me a five-star review when you're done, because so far, all your peers have given me five-star reviews across all the different platforms that I have checked. Now, uh, before we go on for uh, move on to today's topic, apologies. I'm not recording in my regular space. In fact, I'm in the living room and it's one of those late night recordings. So let's expect to have some um, interruptions in case the kids run out or wifey comes out to uh, get something. So there'll be some of that um, background noise. I wasn't able to get the recording done earlier in the day because something really wonderful happened. The national grid collapsed as it happens every now and then. That's the power grid. Then um, what else? Oh yes, then my mobile carrier, uh, Nine Mobile, um, their services seemed to collapse as well, so I couldn't do any work today. And I figured there was no point in making the podcast recording if I couldn't um, upload the um, episode immediately. I try not to record these things ahead because I've recorded ahead in the past and I've accidentally deleted the episode. So I just wait, record immediately, and then upload um, immediately. So... That's the reason why this is a very late night recording and why there might be some interruptions. One plus, if you hear any squeaking, that's just the um, living room um, chairs, you know, in case I'm moving around and stuff like that. So, uh, with the apologies out of the way, uh, today on the show, we're going to look at how to deal with buyer's remorse and buyer's regret. Now, some of you might be wondering why this topic today. And that's because on an older podcast um, episode, I think that was just uh, two episodes ago, we looked at um, what I call the big three and why those are important to preventing business problems. And one of the business problems that I introduced on that particular episode was the problem of buyer's remorse or buyer's regret. Now, some of you think that both of those terms mean the same thing. And I used to think they meant the same thing before I um, started off my career in sales and business consulting. And now um, I have in fact discovered that those are actually two different situations. I can't remember which is which, but I remember the distinction clearly. One of them is where the buyer, your potential customer, your client, your whoever, has bought something from you, your product or your service, and they are mad at you. They're angry at you because they think you influenced them to buy a bad product, a poor product, a defective product, or they made an unnecessary purchase. That is one. They're angry at you. The other situation is where they're mad or they're angry at themselves because they think that they didn't properly consider all the um, important um, criteria, factors, you know, whatever it is that they should have before making a choice. And now they have bought something that is bad, that is poor, that is defective, that is unnecessary or unfit for the problem that they are trying to solve. So buyer's remorse, buyer's regret, people use them interchangeably, but they're not the same. One situation, the buyer is angry at you, Mr. Business Owner or Mr. Salesperson. The other situation, they're angry at themselves because they don't think they did a very good job. Now, what does that have to do with you? Because after all, if they're mad at themselves, then how is that your business? It's your business because if they're mad at themselves that they didn't make the right choice, chances are that when the time comes for repeat business or referrals or whatever, they are not going to think of you. 
So either way, we have to deal with the um, negative emotions, negative ramifications, negative whatever it is that we want to call it whenever people do business with us. <coughs> so, excuse me. And so that's the reason why bias remorse, bias regret is something that we have to um, tackle. So, in the older episode, um, yeah, in the older episode, that's where I laid the introduction about the litany of woes that can happen when we do not pay attention to what the um, to what the big three are. Oh, I think I should skip back for those of you who are listening um, for the first time. Summary of the big three. I would prefer that after you listen to this episode, you go and you listen back to that. Just skip two episodes back. One, uh, if you skip one episode back, that is the episode where I was advising Remy Lekung and all the other people who are trying to move into careers um, of um, sales and business development. And then you skip after that. And then that's where you see the one about the big three. So, um, yeah, summary for those of you who are catching this uh, podcast for the first time. The big three are uh, prospecting, qualification and discovery. Big terms, technical terms, yes. But they're absolutely necessary. They are the foundation for any successful sales process. Because if you don't do prospecting, qualification, and discovery, there's no point in doing the much more sexier parts, which is negotiation, uh, pricing, handling objections, uh, what else? And then all the other things that people like to do, uh, packaging, branding, blah, 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 blah. All of that is unnecessary if you do not, one, do prospecting, which is you make sure that you're talking to the right person. Uh, Number two, qualification to make sure that um, not just the right person but that there's the right problem that you're solving and then number three discovery to make sure that the person has a severe enough problem to spend money on now um this is where uh buyer's remorse or buyer's regret this is how it happens in a nutshell although we're going to go into much more detail in the next episode if you're not talking to the right person then chances are the person might end up with bias remorse or bias regret because if they're not the right person they might not have the right need specs and of course they might end up with a bad purchase so those are situations where i for instance show up to the shop because i'm supposed to buy something for let's say my darling wife maybe i want to surprise her or she asked me to buy something but because you don't go through the whole trouble of trying to figure out why I'm there, why I'm buying something. Oh, yeah, let me make this practical. Back in university, we have this, uh, um, some family friends, real tight friends back in Lagos, the Okodua family. Really good to my mom, especially when we moved to Lagos and we didn't have many friends. For those of you who've been listening from day one, you know the whole story about how Mom C showed up in Lagos, five kids and uh, members of the church were really welcoming to her. The Okodua family is one of those families who was really welcoming to us. So, I'm in university, I'm heading home, and I figure Ms. Okodua has been real nice to the family. Let me buy her something, so that, uh, just to say uh, thank you. And there was this dude who used to sell um, beads, uh, traditional beads. Yokodua's there, Ishan, that's um, Benin, Nigeria. So I figured, let me buy some beads for her. I walk up to the fellow, uh, see a couple of beads, we price, I buy I take them home and I hand them over to Ms. Okodua, really proud that I bought some traditional coral beads for her and that she's going to be really happy. And she looks at it and she smiles and she's like, oh, my son, thank you very much. I appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, I had bought the wrong kind of beads. Now, I bought the beads that I thought looked the nicest. They were real nice, real sharp, no impurities at all. 
But it turns out that the ones with the impurities are the right ones to buy if you're trying to impress an Ishan traditional woman because those are the authentic beads. The ones without stains, the modern ones are um, artificial and so they are not, um, they're not the best uh, at all. I wanted to buy the best and I bought what didn't have impurities. But uh, well, anyway, just so you know, if you're going to marry an Ishan woman and um, you want to impress her mom and impress her father and you go to go and buy beads, make sure you have a very frank conversation with the person who is selling those beads um, so that you buy the right kind of coral beads. There's no point in showing up with the wrong beads, you know, you'll be feeling like you're a correct guy, like you've done something to impress your in-laws and uh, meanwhile you've bought the wrong stuff, you bought substandard stuff. So that is, that's what happened. Now, she was understanding because I'm Teve, I'm not Isha, I know nothing about coral beads, there's no way I could have known the person swindled me, um, you know, that sort of stuff. She even wore it on one or two occasions, so I appreciate it. But at that situation, there was definitely bias remorse and bias regret. Some of it was me being mad at myself because I bought the wrong thing, and some of it was being mad at the other person because that guy should have advised me. But then again, it's not like I told him all the uh, reasons why I wanted to buy it in the first place. And I'm sure you can see how prospecting qualification and discovery are really, really important. If the fellow had said, young man, what's up? How are you doing? Why are you here? Are you buying it for you? Are you buying it for wifey? Are you buying it for your in-laws? Uh, is it a gift? Is it a, you know, the kind of questions that um, you should ask if you want to deliver a cool job. He would have gotten all the background information that he needed and he would have recommended the right items for me to buy, even though they would have been much more um, expensive. Even if he hadn't done that, he would have been able to clear up my misconceptions about um, beads because I was assuming that beads without impurities are the right kind of beads to buy. You know, that's the modern mindset, you know, as per when you want to buy diamonds, you're looking for the diamonds that don't have impurities and those sorts of things. So he would have been able to set me straight that, oh, young man, actually it doesn't work that way. The newer beads without impurities, those are the lower quality ones. If you really want to impress this, your uh, mom's friend, you should be looking at these sorts of beads, the ones that have the impurities and have the imperfections in them. So there was bad remorse, there was bad regret, whichever way you want to look at it. And that was because this fellow did not engage in prospecting, qualification, and discovery. And because of that, when I ended up wanting to get married <coughs> years later, funny enough, I ended up marrying an uh, Isha woman, not from the Okoda family anyway. But when that time came along and the time came to buy beads, I did not mention that, hey, uh, Popsy, I actually know this person. This is where he is, and he has correct beads. Let's go and do business um, with him. So, you see how this is not a theoretical thing, and this happens uh, live. It happens all the time. So, we should be doing prospecting, qualification, and discovery. Are we talking to the right person? Uh, does the right person have a problem that we can solve? Um, who is the end user? Is this a problem that is uh, worth spending money on? You know, those sorts of things. Because even though eventually we would have gotten to the point of young man, well, I say young man because the fellow was much older than me, even though we would have gotten to the point of, hey, young man, don't look at these modern ones. Look at these ones that have impurities. They're the, they're the ones that have higher quali um, the best quality. Eventually, we would have had to uh, get to the point where we start spending money. Because I was a student, let's not forget, back in university. And even though I wanted to impress Mrs. Okodwa, it's not like I had a ton of money. 
So eventually he would have showed me the highest grade. I wouldn't have money for the highest grade. We'll jump back and forth and would have found a healthy compromise. And it would have been a much better deal than what it was that I presented to uh, Mrs. Okodua. So those are the big three. Prospecting, qualification, discovery. And that is why they are the foundation for any successful um, uh, sales um, process. So if you are like that, bead um, seller back in Ilefe and you do not run qualification, these are the problems that you are getting into. So if your business is not succeeding, it's not because people in the village are mad at you. It's not because you are bad at social media. Maybe you are actually bad at social media. And it's not because uh, your wife doesn't like you and so her prayers are not supporting your business. Even though that may be the case, that your wife doesn't like you and she's actively praying against your business. It's because you're not doing prospecting, you're not doing qualification, you are not doing um, discovery. So, where was I? Okay, yeah, so um, I was trying to show, uh, explain what the big three are so that those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, you know the reason why we're um, talking all this uh, jargon. But like I said, refer to the uh, earlier podcast episode. That's two episodes back and it will give you the larger background. So, now that we know what um, the big three are, and now that we know what uh, buyer's remorse and buyer's regret are, um, <clears throat> so excuse me, the question now becomes, how are we going to deal with this situation? And that's very easy. There are two ways of dealing with this. Number one, you can deal with uh, there are a couple of business policies that you can employ to make sure that you deal with the situation because obviously the situation has happened. So if you're this guy who trades in these sorts of things and the young man happens to come back from, uh, to meet you to say, bros, how far? What you, sold, what you sold me was not correct goods. It was not fit for purpose. There are some things that you can do to deal with the situation. But I prefer to be much more proactive, and I think we should come up with sales frameworks to anticipate and to prevent this problem for, from occurring in the first place. So how do you deal with this thing? It's a two-pronged approach. Number one, business policies, uh, sorry, business policies, because Yawa has gassed already. The thing has happened. We can't avoid it. So we need policies to deal with it. Number two, we need to work on our sales framework so that we can prevent this problem from occurring in the first place. So what we're going to do is this. Since we've already done uh, 15 minutes so far, I'll just run through what the business policies are. And then in the future episode, we will look at how we can use this, um, our sales uh, framework and our selling process to make sure that the problem doesn't happen um, again. So there are several policies that you can use to address buyer's remorse, buyer's regret. Number one, you can have a return or a refund, uh, a refund um, policy. Um, okay, a few words on return and refund policies. The outlines need to be clear. The conditions need to be clear under which customers can bring the products back. Um, if you're going to have return policy, make sure that it's easily accessible. People should be able to see it on your website, on your Instagram. In fact, Instagram people are really good at this. Instagram people, after the bio is the first thing that you will see. Uh, products bought in good condition cannot be returned. Uh, you cannot return underwear, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instagram traders, they're very good at it. They put it up there immediately because Instagram people don't like having to sell something now and then to return money back um, later. So make sure it's easily accessible where people can see. If it's in your store, let people be able to see the signs. Make the process as smooth as possible. Um, don't try and put any extra fees uh, so it doesn't seem like it's a punishment. And then make sure that your staff is well-trained 
um, a professional to handle these sorts of things if you are not there. So return and refund policies because people are upset. Buyer's remorse, buyer's regret. Then there's also the exchange option. Um, warning, if you're going to do the exchange thing, make sure it is something of equal value or lesser value because there's no point of somebody coming in buying something of uh, 2,000 grand and then you do an exchange and the person walks out with something 4,000 grand. I mean, you're losing money on inventory. It's simple math. So it has to be equal value or lesser value. This can um, help the customer feel a whole lot, uh, feel the cost, make the customer feel a lot uh, better or more satisfied. Then there's customer support. You need to have responsive people on your Instagram handle, uh, live chat for those of you who are tech savvy and who do websites, chats, and things like that. Um, email, phone, just so that you attend to customers quickly and try and figure out what the problem is and know how you're going to solve it. Then you need to have feedback mechanisms in business. It's stuff that I talk about on the podcast every now and then. We need to encourage customers to provide feedback about their purchases. And the reason why this is important, because it helps us to identify the common issues, the problems, and the areas for improvement. And that's the reason why the post-sale debrief is important. So this thing is not academic, you guys. If that fellow in OAU, in IFE, had had the conversation with me, I had taken my phone number, and had called me up in a couple of days to say, hey, young man, how far, how did it go? Was was Momsi impressed? And I told him, ah, okay, Momsi was not impressed too. This is how it went down. In fact, I was embarrassed. You know, we would have had a frank conversation and the guy would have gained some intel to now know that every single time a university boy comes over to buy something from him, it's possible that he's buying this thing because he wants to impress, you know, a woman somewhere. So let's have the conversation so I know what the right recommendation to make is. And then plus, that might have made me feel less cheated if the fellow had um, caught up later on. Now, some of you might say, all this feedback and debriefing, isn't that a lot of work? The answer is yes, it's a lot of work. But the thing is, we have to do it, especially in the early days of the business. By the time you do this debrief a couple of times, 20, maybe 30 times, you'd have known all the possible things that could go wrong, all the possible scenarios, how to deal with things, and you know, things of that nature. You're not going to have to do the debrief forever. You just have to do it faithfully in the early days of the business until you know what all the possible scenarios are. In this case, this guy sells traditional coral beads. There's a limit to how many F-ups, if you excuse my French, there's a limit to how many different kind of F-ups um, can happen when you're talking about um, uh, uh, beads. It's not like the guy is doing brain surgery where all kinds of complications can uh, happen depending on the patient's um, um, ethnicity or diet or exercise or you know any other kind of complicating factors. So, debrief. It's a lot of work. You're not going to have to do it forever. Do it a couple of times, 20, 30 times. Eventually, be able to get all the intel that you need, uh, all the things that can go wrong. It'll help to improve your business. Now, other things that we can do to deal with buyer's regret and buyer's remorse, there's um, loyalty programs where you reward loyal customers with discounts or special offers. Uh, what else? Exclusive access. Yeah, things like that, just to tease them. Just to... Um, yeah, seduce them back into doing business with you. So that's the point where you say, ah, bros, I'm really sorry about how things uh, turned out. Uh, well, certainly, um, unfortunately, we don't do refunds, but you know what? Uh, towards the so-so-so-and-so traditional festival, we're going to be doing discounts. Um, I'll call you up when the discounts are up. You come by the store, and I'll make sure that you have access to 
this and this and this kind of um, beads. So that should greatly help. When next you're going to Lagos and you want to impress your in-laws or you want to impress mom's friend, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's the kind of conversation that you guys will have. Then in all of this, you have to be transparent about any limitations or restrictions that you have in return policy. Like I said, Instagram people, they do this very well. Uh, you see it in all caps, for instance, products bought in good condition, blah, 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 cannot be returned, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, pay before so 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 and so in order to take advantage of this policy you know blah 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 just check your favorite um, instagram purchases that's for those of you who buy stuff from instagram if you don't um if you're a guy like me pay attention to your wife i'm sure your wife buys stuff from instagram you know beauty products pajamas for the kids uh cakes for friends birthdays things like that when they're placing these orders just look over above their shoulders and have a look and um, it's a good source of learning about how other people run their businesses. The same thing, you're a female, um, maybe you don't buy stuff from Instagram, but your husband does. Um, yeah, when X is ordering stuff, maybe he's buying, um, I don't know, watches from Instagram or something. Have a look over at his shoulder. Uh, you can learn a lot about um, how people uh, display their stuff. Um, anyway, just look over your spouse's shoulder. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend show that you can learn a lot when they're buying stuff from Instagram or whatever it is that they buy from. Then, um, let me see. Okay, it's 20 minutes. Let me just cap it off here. So, um, these are the sorts of policies and practices that you can use to minimize buyer's remorse or um, buyer's regret. Um, it helps you to build customer's trust because, like I said, in my own case, if this uh, fellow had called me back to say, uh, hey, uh, young blood, what's up? How'd it go? Uh, was she impressed? You know, um, you know that kind of thing it would have helped me it would have helped build trust in the guy like okay you know what last last the guy wasn't trying to pull a, a, a wool over my eyes it's just one of these things this skin uh, these things um, they happen then it would have improved um, overall um, customer satisfaction so before I sign off the big question are all these things or any of these policies suitable for your own business are they suitable for your sector suitable for your industry, suitable for your culture, suitable for your country. I'm going to leave that to you and your business associates or your spouse or whoever it is that you're running the business with to decide. I can't say which ones are going to work best for you. There are some of you here who hear things like refund and they'll say refund, God forbid. If I give refunds, people will run me out of business. So I'll leave that for you to decide which is suitable. But um, there are no universal answers. Like I said, it depends. What kind of business are you involved in? What are the kind of um, uh, customers that you have? Um, what are the kind of customers that you deal with? What is the sector? What's the industry? What's the culture? What's the country? I mean, for beads, it's very easy to offer refunds and discounts and stuff like that. But if you're a medical doctor and you did hip replacement and uh, you fixed the wrong hip replacement, it's not like you can say, come back, let's do surgery again, let me cut you up, and then we'll put in a new, you know, whatever. So um beads yeah exchange refunds no problem uh but medicine you've done um hip replacements uh that's a different case altogether so it's on a case-by-case -case basis so that's up to you and your business associates to decide that is not really um a sales problem this is more of a uh should i say this is a business management problem or something is it business? well anyway uh you guys that are much more knowledgeable in these sorts of things you'll be able to decide but it's not really a sales problem so in the next episode, we're going to look at how to set up your selling framework or how to handle sales conversations so that you can avoid all these problems to begin with. 
because it's better to make sure that the problem doesn't arise than for you to sit down and have to start worrying about um, exchange and uh, you know the relative value of what it is that you're giving out to try and solve the problem. So that's all for today. If you love what you've been hearing on the podcast, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140. You can call me, SMS, you can WhatsApp, you can Telegram for business um, support on personal branding and career development because all the things that we discuss over here, even though primarily we're talking about uh, business context, they also apply to personal branding and career development because you can use um, these skills to help you build a strong personal brand that will help you advance your um, career, professional communication skills, you know, how you're um, navigating things at the office with with your boss, um, with your your colleagues, you know, things of that nature. So personal branding, career development issues, hit me up. Sales principles can help you with that as well. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn or your social media of choice. My name is Tavishima Ayede. You can confirm the spelling of my name and my email address on the website where you're listening to this episode or the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. Then for those of you who have dedicated um, savings projects and you want to see how I am helping a client save, sorry, not save, helping a client get rather 1.4 million naira extra on an insurance savings account, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140. The country code is plus 234. For those of you who are back in the UK or uh, back in America or wherever and you've forgotten the country code because you've been out of the country for the last 10 or 20 years um, or whatever. Um... Yeah, so that's it pretty much. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode. We'll be trying to set up your sale, uh, your selling frameworks to make sure that um, people don't come to your business like I did at the bead shop and then they go away with buyer's remorse or buyer's regret. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode. <laughs>